Welcome to another episode of And Then It Hit Me. I'm your host, Frances Rose, and today we have a successful functional strengthening and conditioning coach and founder of Strolf 2.0, Isaac Levy. Isaac, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background? I've been uh, running this clinic since 1997. My background is I'm a high-performance strength and conditioning coach and a body biomechanic. I also do physio massage and uh, specialize in head injuries. I possess a license in uh, chiropractic and uh, body biomechanics and um, high performance strength and conditioning. Awesome. And I apply my biomechanics into basically treating the root core of the problems, rather treating the symptoms. And along with that, I also have a big team over here that's built around uh, physios, massage therapists, chiros, acupuncturists, and so on. So basically they work under the same umbrella and we work together where the right hand and the left hand speaks to each other and we form a resolution normally to the people's problems and achieve their goals. That's awesome. And that's actually how you and I had met through some of your physio staff um, and through some of the Canadian-based athletes that you've helped before, and they referred me to your clinic once upon a time. Um, unfortunately, due to geographic distances, <laughs> it doesn't allow me to do some rehab with you, but um, I'm a big believer in the work that you do, and this is why I thought it would be great to feature you today. Um, speaking to some of the people that you do treat and your team, can you speak a little bit about that? Well, in a lot of cases, we... Uh take patients as young as from four or six years old to 95 years old as client. We work with uh, quadriplegics and we get them back walking again. Or we also take the average Joe with a minor knee problem, back problem, elbows, necks, and get them back and on track and being able to go back to work and, and gear up to doing their daily lives and chores. And, but the one thing that we are, we're successful in getting them back on their feet very, very quickly rather than having a back problem drag on for months and months. As you saw, years. Yeah, as you saw recently, this patient just literally crawled in the door mm-hmm. as you were coming in mm-hmm. and they were able to walk out. So the sooner they come in here and we start treating the problem, the easier it is to fix it. Right. The longer it lingers before they come in, the harder it is to get them back on track. And what are some of the techniques and methods that you use to help these patients? So I know a few weeks ago, some of our listeners would have seen in our stories that you had done a procedure on me that made me look like an astronaut. <laughs> that procedure in itself is called, uh, we were using a German machine, which is called Ongmed. Basically, that machine works on uh, electromagnetic field frequency and in our bodies themselves, we have 33,000 electromagnetic waves firing from your fingers, eyelids, ears, moving every single part of your body and sending signals to your body. And it works along with some of our inner body, like uh, kidneys, lungs, thyroids, um, cerebellum, you know, all the functions. And if anything in the body is not firing properly, our bodies start to diminish strength and levels. So right. what we do is we we can detect through the machine exactly when we do a scan what isn't firing properly. And basically we hydrate it again. 
in simple words and get it back to working an optimal level function levels that starts the body correcting itself again so you get more energy boost you can also correct uh, you can prevent from getting cancer head injuries allows the brain to flow properly again and it deals with inflammation and pain and all that and is this machine responsible for hydrating those weak areas yeah it definitely does it's approved by the canadian physiotherapy association and the csa approved so we basically purchased the first machine that was available to buy legally in canada okay so do you foresee other physio clinics picking up on this machine over i think at this point there's about six or seven clinics using the on-demand machine in toronto there were a few people that were using the machine before it was approved by Health Canada, but mm-hmm. right now it's becoming more common. And what do you do if you're not able to repair someone's injuries with the machine in itself? What other treatments do you offer at the clinic? Well, we definitely like to work with our hands the most. And because we're biomechanically inclined, we look at the root core of the problem, find out where the weakness is. Just because you can take care of pain, it doesn't mean you've resolved the issue. Right. So... We can get the machine to start firing the body to work properly. That's one thing. But we also need to put the spine in line. And um, if you put the body back in line, and one of the things that we specialize is in core strength and stability, body balance and alignment. When you align the body properly, then you have less imbalances. When you have less imbalances, the body functions properly. Right. Whether it is from walking, running, jogging, or trying to pick up your kids. And what are some of the actual treatments that you leverage here at Strolf? Some of the treatments we leverage here at Strolf is mainly we work on uh, stretching, strengthening, and conditioning. We like to combine in the physiotherapy department. We like to do more of an active approach to healing people rather than doing passive. We do use passive machines like um, shockwave, deep oscillation, on-demand, we do ultrasound. But above all those things, you have to strengthen the body in order you have to balance the front of the body and the back of the body equally. Most people like to work on their front of the body because it's for show. Right. But they don't understand that the back of the body is what holds you straight and holds you posture. And you need to work more on the rear part of the body than you do on the front part of the body in order to perform at utmost best. That makes sense. And the same thing goes for athletes. What are your biggest challenges as a healthcare provider? The biggest challenge is taking uh, professional athletes from uh, a time where they come in the door and they can't throw or they can't move or they can't shoot. They come in with a back problem. And our job is to get them back performing and making money but as well as we have the day-to-day lawyers or anything else that also they cannot make money when they're in bed so it's just as important to work on the average guy that comes in the door as it is to work with the athletes and are you able to share with us some of the athletes that you've treated in canada um yeah we've uh trained some of the best athletes in canada such as um Jeff O'Neill, Paul Coffey, we've worked with Hakeem Olajuwon, Vince Carter, Antonio Davis. We work with some of the present Raptors like O'Shea Brissett. We work with uh, Bianca Andrescu, Novak Djokovic. Uh, in the soccer world, we work with um, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Neymar. 
and you know we've we've worked with football players, hockey players, movie stars like Catherine Zeta Jones, Michael Douglas, Richard Gere, and so on and so on. But working on on athletes and working on a 16 year old hockey player or a 14 year old hockey player is we give them exactly the same care when they come in the door. Right. We allow everyone to feel like a professional when they come in the door. That's awesome. What are some of the greatest rewards that you felt as a healthcare provider? Seeing Bianca Andreescu win the U.S. Open. <laughs> and I'm going to say that if they have any injuries, we know where they're going next. <laughs> and that's well, to you. <laughs> they're always here, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Now, do you work part as part of a team of professionals? You've spoken a little bit about um, the physios and the chiros that you have here, but what are some of the other medical professionals that you need to work with on a day-to-day? Maybe not necessarily in the clinic, but who do you need to talk to to make sure that your clients are getting up to speed? Well, basically, the system that's... Uh being used here at Stroth is definitely a system that I put together about uh, 25 years ago after being frustrated myself with the rehab program that I went through that took me six years to get better it sort of motivated me to design something outside of the box that actually works where originally I had to go to Cairo at one place and the physio at another and the massage therapist and then I had to go to the hospital for to see people and it just by the time I got from one clinician to another, I was sore all over again. It just right. didn't work. It's overwhelming. So until I ran into a good physio, but they said to me, you know, for the amount of money that the insurance company is paying us, I can't really do all this work with you, so you're going to have to do a lot of it on your own. Mm. So once I started training properly and I designed a system where we, we train our clients, we stretch and massage them in between sets, and we give them a full stretch at the end. And if we need to use shockwave, whatever it takes to get a client better, we do that here. Whether they come in, they can come in here on any given day. Not specifically, they can come in for a training session, but they can end up with a physio session because that's what they need today. Um, we're very, very diversified. So we're not just like going to the regular trainer where today he's doing back and he knows he's doing 15 bicep, you know, pull downs, 15 lat pull downs and, and all that. If today you came in and you happen to have a sore neck, we're not going to go to that. We're going to actually address the neck, and then after we get it better, then we might move on and do some exercises. But we, we definitely see how you feel when you walk in the door, and we adjust the program according to that rather than have a preset program before you walk in the door. Right. So everything is dependent on what your client's needs are at that moment in time. Today, yes. Awesome. What are the key components of an ideal recovery? The ideal components is how, in, in order for someone to recover properly, nutrition, and having the client listen to the directions you give them outside of so the trust. clinic is very, very important. It's a 50-50 mm-hmm. because, you know, we can do the work here, but they also need to do the work at home. Like right. If we say you need to ice your back or heat up your back or take the meds that the doctor referred you to, and, and if you don't do them, then we're fighting an uphill battle. But if everybody works together and complies... The success rate is very, very high and very, very good. Right. Now, speaking to some of your clients who I'm going to label as trauma survivors like myself, what do you feel are the key characteristics of those survivors who are more likely to have an ideal recovery? Well, everybody has an ideal recovery. It just depends on the approach that you take. And 
a lot of our bodies have a way of self-healing also, but you need to believe it first within your heart that you can recover mm-hmm. and you can, if you're motivated to getting better, you will get better. I'm actually treating a friend of mine right now who's one of the, the biggest chiropractors in Canada who specializes in head injuries and concussions. And his name is uh, Roger Turner. And he recently suffered a stroke that's affecting his right side of the body mm-hmm. two weeks ago. And, you know, originally it started with speech and he couldn't move his right hand and his left hand and everything else. But, you know, he's so motivated to get better. And he tells himself all day long and all day long he's exercising and he's so proactive that the changes that he's made in the last two weeks are tremendous. Right. And now we have another client in here by the name of Vesti Rose. I came in as a quadriplegic after having an neck surgery. And also, you know, he went for two years to two other major clinics in Toronto. They both discharged him and they couldn't believe they can get him better. Wow. And normally I don't like to take clients after two years of the trauma itself because it, it makes it that much harder. Right. But a year and a half later, we we don't just have him picking up weights and moving his arms and everything else. We actually have him walking out of a wheelchair and he can walk 100 meters wow. before he needs to get back into the wheelchair. So that that is why I'm here every day. That's what motivates me to get up in the morning and, and help people. That's amazing. And how else do you help survivors accept their life with some of their barriers in the process of recovery. In all situations, you have to find a realistic goal to get to, and right. you got to build small goals at a time. Mm-hmm. And if you build small goals and you get to them, then it's easier to accept where you're going rather than build a hope and not get to the goals that you're looking to get. And right. it's not just survivors; it's also a weight loss program. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to lose needs to lose a hundred pounds, it's better to set small goals, twenty pounds at a time, mm-hmm. and celebrate every goal and then reach for the next one right rather than never reaching the 100 pound goal well everybody wants fast results but they That's need to understand it. that if a client comes in here today what i want them to do is feel five percent better right and if you feel five percent better today it's ten percent tomorrow right and forty percent the fourth day and then 80 the body starts to make recoveries like right. once you can get them going mm-hmm. they, they can make fast recoveries right and the main thing is being optimistic do you think there are enough resources out there for survivors? I don't think there are enough clinics that actually take the time and put enough love and effort into getting people to feel better. Right. I think in a lot of cases, people just care if you come in, do the hour of physiotherapy. It's a business. They'll put, a tens, unit, yeah, they'll put a tens unit on you and a little bit of ultrasound and... Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll give you a sheet and they'll tell you to go do the exercises yourself. But unless you're in the proper posture of doing the exercises with someone who understands a professional that really, really knows what they're doing, it's very rare. And I would say myself that maybe, maybe 95% of the trainers out there are not great and 5% out there are great. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for physios and chiropractors. You just have to search for the right one and the one that you feel comfortable with rather than just because someone has a certificate doesn't mean that they're good at what they do. Agreed. And this is actually uh, one of the reasons why we started this podcast is so that we could build a network of healthcare providers as well as trauma survivors so that everyone can have a better understanding of what's available out there without the right 
marketing or maybe just not the right network or exposure, you don't necessarily know what clinics exist. The thing is that good clinics don't need a lot of exposure. They're like restaurants. Right. Okay. They don't need to do a lot of advertising. You know, know, Mm -hmm. word of mouth has been the key to our business in the last 22 years. Right. A client comes in here, he feels great. And gives a number to two, three friends, and so on, and so on. And Which is exactly how, how I've able, heard yeah. of you. Yeah. And that's how we've been able to survive in this business. That's amazing. On the other hand, do you think there are enough resources for healthcare providers like yourself? Resources are out there, and it all depends if people want to learn. And a lot of times, you know, once people come out of school and have a certificate, and that's what they've been taught, and they think that they know... They know everything and there isn't any more to learn. But, you know, there's one statement that I've heard before from one of my gurus. And it says, the more you know, the more you know, the more you know that you don't know. So there's always room to develop and grow because there's always something new to learn. Mm -hmm. A question that I have for all guest speakers. Do you believe that there is a stigma around the term disability and what are your thoughts around it? I personally don't click into a stigma around disabilities, but I think most people can always find a way to overcome their disabilities, and sometimes they can take their disabilities and turn them into the abilities that they can have. Everyone is able to do whatever they want to do, as far as I'm concerned. I have one of my good friends, Jessica Silver. She has a CP, and... um, She's able to achieve all her goals. She's an amazing writer. She writes for companies. She has a fitness company, and she works out, and she moves around in a wheelchair. But there isn't one day that she wakes up in the morning, and she doesn't look forward to making that first step. Wow. And uh, that's what keeps her going. And that's it's amazing. amazing. That's amazing. If you could leave healthcare providers with one piece of advice, what would that be? Give your patients everything you have. Always learn more and do it with love. Any advice for survivors? If you don't feel the person that you're going to is doing the best work for you and you're not at the right place, you should move to another clinic until you find the right person that you click with and understands you and understands your body. I would agree with that. Thank you so much for your time today, and thank you everyone for listening. I hope to have you back on the show. We have a lot more to cover, I think. Thank <laughs> you so much. got years of experience that we you have a lot to share with, with our audience. I'd so like to share as much as I can before I retire. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a good thank one. You. Thank you for listening in on another episode of And Then It Hit Me. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to share this episode with a friend or someone else who might be going through recovery. Don't forget to like and comment on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at And Then It Hit Us. Or visit our website, andthenithitus.com. Bye, everyone.